You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. And I was like, I need to find it. I want to find an MMO that can just let me experience the full extent of weeb trash. Like I need floating islands and grass that's far too green for its own good and water falling from places water has no right falling from and creatures that don't look like they should exist. And like... more drink milk welcome back to twig <laughs> this is i'm proxy i'm sarah and i'm tifa lockhart oh nice uh that opening quote brought to you by inspirobot the inspirational robot thanks inspirobot it really that's pretty deep it really knows frankly. how to how to get you <laughs> what the fuck anyway so welcome back we're on week 5,932 of quarantine. The planet Mars has officially been terraformed. And we're all thinking about moving off planet if you haven't already caught COVID. So on that note, we're planning on uh, prepping to depart next month for Mars. But in the meantime, Morgan, what did you play this week? Um, I played a lot, quote unquote. How many games did you accidentally this week? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, well, last week I accidentally Resident Evil 2 yep. and Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah. This week I have accidentally Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, you beat it? Yeah. Oh. The the storyline, which was like eight hours. I mean, the storylines are usually pretty, pretty short. Yeah. And then um, I started up a restart of Shadow of the Colossus that I was like... Six Colossi through, and I accidentally that in one day. <laughs> Whoops. Um, that's all that I accidentally. But so, Shadow of the Colossus, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. I've been playing Doom Eternal, which I am almost accidentally based <laughs> off of looking up to see how far I was. But uh-huh. it looks real good. But it's great. Yeah, they're, it's a good good game it's very gory and very hard on hurt me plenty nice yeah i, I love the difficulty mode names for yeah for doom. yeah it's like i'm a baby hurt me plenty then doom slayer then ultimate doom slayer and it's like jesus christ so i, I don't want to know what ultimate doom slayer I'm plays honestly like. surprised that the hardest 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 mode isn't just called fuck you because it is doom <laughs> yeah but they wanted to at least be able to uh market it to people <laughs> and not just us plebs yeah um i installed and i played through the first chapter of final fantasy 7 today the remake yep it's so pretty you know that one fight that took you and annabelle like 15 minutes yes yeah two minutes yep (laughs) but to be fair i am used to that play style oh god for you Plays like Final Fantasy 15. And you just got to pay attention to what they say. This guy's vulnerable to thunder magic. Use fucking thunder magic. Keep dodging. No. Dodge, roll, attack. Dodge, roll, attack. Dodge, roll, attack. Strategy? In a strategy game? Use a spell. (laughs) Dodge, roll, attack. Dodge, roll, attack. Item, high potion. Dodge, roll, attack. Oh, Barrett's down. Phoenix down. Barrett's down. Phoenix down. He has downs. Yeah, all the above. Yeah. Um... 
what else? Oh, and I bought I bought and started playing Slime Rancher. Still trying to get used to it. Don't know exactly how to play it. Ah, because there's it's a time. There's not a lot of guidance in it. There's very little. We watched Jacksepticeye play it, and that was basically our tutorial. Yeah, but it was twenty bucks, so I was like, "Fuck it, fuck it, yeah, chuck it." Um, I don't fuck <laughs> it. See, Anthem it. was on sale for like eight bucks. I know <sighs> that hurts. Uh, I don't regret it because I want Bioware to keep making games. I want them to know I'm here for them. I'm going to keep buying them if they keep making them. I don't care how bad it is. Oof. <laughs> but I, I think that was it. I think that's all I played this week. Yeah. What a fun time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I had to think about that. Sarah, how's life in Animal Crossing? It's great. Yeah. Sorry, I have a burp stuck. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, Egg Day is over. Or Bunny Day is over. <laughs> Oh boy! Finally. The reckoning of eggs. There wasn't even like a joke that I was just making. It was legit. My brain thinks that it was Egg Day, but that's finally over. Oh my god! At long now, last. I can catch medium shadow fish and pop balloons, and it's just back to normal life. Dig up actual fossils and not eggs. Oh my god! Never thought digging up fossils every day would be a luxury, but oh my god! It sure is. It's fun. And apparently my Switch friend code is still in the description. And we're just going to keep it there. We're going to keep it there until the one week when you go, I didn't play Animal Crossing. And then we yeah. have to actually hunt down who took you and replaced you. Yeah. See that? Uh, you get, okay. So you know how in New Leaf and in Pocket Camp, there's like little tasks, like smaller tasks that you can do. And it'll be like, hit, hit rocks. And if you hit all the rocks, then it'll give you the cat coupons or whatever yeah. in New Leaf, or it'll give you whatever prize in Puck Camp. They have, yeah, yeah. they have Nook Miles in this one, which you can use to redeem for items or whatever. And Can you use them to fly to other islands? You sure can. Frequent flyer miles. You gotta use them and redeem them for a ticket. You use the ticket to fly to random islands. Oh, um, I was being silly, but no, yeah, yeah, go on. Um so the Nook Miles are just like a different currency, kind of, than bells. But you earn them by doing tasks. Slave like wages. Selling uh, weeds or planting flowers or whatever. And there's like stretch goals. So you break 500 tools, you got miles. But it'll be like, break one tool, then 10, then 20, then 50, then 500 or whatever. That sounds wasteful. Yeah, well, it, they happen, it happens naturally because your tools don't just stay alive. You have to keep crafting them. Even if they're the golden ones, people have gotten the golden tools and the golden tools still break. That was the whole thing about golden tools in right? the first game. They they break after more uses. I think like a regular axe is 33 chops. The golden axe is 200 before it breaks. Still stupid. I'm not going to keep track of that. Anyway. I can't use um, this golden axe. It's there for looks alone. It only has one <laughs> shop left. But you get Nook Miles if you play every day. Every day that you've played, you get not, you don't get one every day, but like it adds up towards an ultimate goal of say 30 days in a row and then probably 50 days in a row and then probably 100 days in a row. And then that's the end of that goal. 
But if you also talk to all of your villagers every single day for some such days in a row, I'm at day 29. My next goal is 30. I think the next one is 50. And I'm imagining the one after that's probably 100 if there's one after that. So I have to play for that many days in a row. Or else I will cry because I have to talk to them every day so I can get those goals done. And once that's done, I can take a break and maybe not play for a while. One whole break. Yeah. But that's, I don't know. Did you play anything else this week or just Animal Crossing? You loaded up ESO. I did load up ESO. I started, first of all, that was a process because I went to Steam thinking, oh, I'll just install it. And Steam was like, no. I was like, okay, well, I have to install the DLCs because I know I don't have those installed. And it was like, no. I was like, well, what are you talking about? So I had to search in my computer because if I can't install it, I can't add an icon to my desktop. Right. Right. So I had to search the computer for Elder Scrolls Online. And then it was like, you don't have that installed. You want to search the web for Elder Scrolls Online? And I was like, no. So I had to open Steam, hit play. And play from there. So I can't add the fucking... Anyway, whatever. Yes, you can. I'll do it for you. And I start up, and I don't remember my Bethesda accounts, and whatever. So I had to do that. And that was a whole process in itself, was, like, remembering my account. And then I started up, and it was, like, janky as fuck. Like, it was not laggy, but it just looked like shit. And I don't understand how people are getting these amazing graphics and Elder Scrolls Online, where like Skyrim on the Switch looks better than this. I don't know what happened. What's happening? <laughs> what are you playing it on? My PC. Yeah. Oh. It's just because when she loads it up, it loads up like I was loading it up for the first time. So it's all basic settings. Oh, God. It's reading off of what there is available, even though it can run better. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous. I didn't want to explode the computer, you know. You were more than nervous. You were already pissed off. I sure was. So you didn't want to deal with any of it instead of just saying, hey, can I can I get some help? But I w- went through the process of making a character and immediately was like, eh, no, I'm done. Because if I keep playing, like I, I started the process when I was riding the wave of I want to play this. And then by the time I got to it, the wave was over. And if I'm not playing something when that wave is happening, it's not happening. Just forget it. Then it's like, I'm just miserable. (laughs) It's like, if I'm playing a game and that wave stops, I have to stop right now or I'm going to have a bad time. But that's Mm. it. I'll try again, I'm sure. Six months. I spent $15 on it, but. (sighs) Got to at least get 15 hours out of it. Yeah. I've I think I've logged like 168 hours into that game so far. My God, um, which is a lot for me. It's not a lot for most DSO players, I don't think. If you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought about getting back into ESO this weekend, and then I didn't <laughs> because I I mean I like I play on PC, so yeah. I can play with Annabelle. Yeah, she wants to play. But most of the time we want to go and do the events and stuff like that that are happening seasonally. And those are the ones that you get there after trekking through areas that you shouldn't be in and going. I need to pay for this. Yeah. So I said, fuck it all. Took 40 milligram tablet of fuck it all. And I've been dicking around with Tara. 
Because I heard decent things about that. So, yay. No ESO for me. What else did you play? Um, so I'm hoping over the weekend, now that I don't have like a million other obligations this weekend, mm. um, I'm hoping to play more Terra on PS4 specifically because it's free to download, free to play, and you don't need PlayStation Plus to play mm-hmm. with friends. Which is nice. So, and they're giving everyone two weeks of free Elite Pass or whatever they call it for their game, Elite yeah. Status for like two weeks because of the whole like you're stuck at home yeah thing that's nice so that's nice of them i did realize the other day when i was looking it up and it was like uh produced by blue hole studios and i was like oh yeah those are the guys that made player unknown oh battlegrounds i knew i knew the name from somewhere Hmm. and uh so i was like "Eh, i'll give it a go i'll give it an honest try uh my review on it thus far i want to say there's like eight playable races give or take one um just because i don't remember off the top i think it was like four that you could pick a gender on and then three you couldn't so i think it's actually seven Mm -hmm. but it might be eight i I just don't remember very well uh you got like your typical humans high elves stuff like that uh the demon dragon dude that i'm playing fuck and then there are three characters that are gender locked which i was initially pissed off about when they were like yeah three of the characters are gender locked and i don't know why but I, so I was expecting like I was going to go into something like the character that I'm playing right now reminds me of the Draenei a little bit from World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going into that like if I find like if World of Warcraft were to gender restrict a character like a Tauren or the Draenei or Worgen or something like that, that would piss me off because that kind of needs a duality to it. But the way that they did it in Terra, I f- personally feel like it kind of makes sense on a design scale they have one character who is strictly female presenting but they don't label it female Mm -hmm. and that's like a small like pixie animal girl type deal one that's a giant rock dude fuck yeah um that is male presenting but they don't say male it's just this is the look of that particular creature yeah and then there's like a pandaren type little panda panda burr and that just could, it could really go either way. It's just a panda, a panda burr. So I like, I understand why they didn't bother trying to make them go one way or the other. Yeah. It's probably best to do that instead of like do what perfect world did with the furry race where the boy characters are actual tigers and lions and bears. Oh my. But if you pick a girl, you're just a big titty girl with the ears and the tail of that animal just a neko yeah wafer or a bat or a tiger or whatever Uh. but the boys got to be the animal the girls had to be the sexy the halloween costume of that animal yeah i thought it was i'm fine with that i mean it was it's (laughs) great but i want to be a tiger then be a boy nope what if you want to be a tiger with the titties because then all the girls that boy all the girls hit on you and try to make you their sugar daddy you know how I know that? Because I witnessed it. Will you be my sugar daddy? <laughs> See, I feel like it's the other way around. Anytime that I've played a female avatar in, in an MMO, I always get all these random friend requests. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, this is what it's like. Yep. This sucks. Yeah. Welcome but to I'm changing not, genders. I'm not the type to like go on to a game and be like, a female avatar, milady, be my friend. No, nope, because you have. Because I have like. Three quarters of a brain. <laughs> I think I at have least, that much left. At least. 
Um, so anyway, I've been, Tara looks freaking beautiful. I really like the character customization. I made a horny demon boy. Like, there's so you... much option to the horn, like, structure on your head. I love that. Is there a middle horn? There is. You can get, like, a, basically a pompa horn. It's like a pompadour, but it's a horn. What? It's just like, what is you... there a human like horn? A rhino. You know, a uh, human horn. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in the game? Like, what is, is it? What? I mean, it's your typical MMO stuff. You get dropped in oh, okay. and um, you have your tutorial area. Should you choose to play that first? I always play it first because Ragnarok has taught me that sometimes you miss out on 10 base levels. Yep. Uh, just by skipping the real simple tutorial. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't follow the Aaron Henson me- no. method. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, the combat so far is great. Um, even so there's like the different stages of combat you get with MMOs. You go from like your typical world of Warcraft and guild wars style, where you basically, you click on the monster and you're selecting attacks, usually hot bound to your number keys yeah, or your F keys, or I don't know who you are and what you customize, but like usually it's your number keys. Anybody who keeps them or who purposely moves them to their F keys is a psychopath. Mm. Let's just throw that out. There. Like I was telling Morgan, I prefer to do my MMOs on my mouse and keyboard now because I have a 12 button mouse. So yeah. I can hotkey all 12 buttons to my thumb and it's incredible. Um, but so normally you'd like click on an enemy and you hit the buttons in whatever sequence you want. You can program macros or whatever. And then that's the attack. It attacks for you. Yeah. Then you go a step up from that to uh, like, well, I guess Guild Wars is more of a step up from that because you can move around while he's attacking mm-hmm. and kind of like dodge a little bit. But, like, you're still basically select a target, select an attack in whatever order you want them to be in. And, you know, it's it's a numbers game. And it's not to say that this isn't a numbers game, but then you get to step up into, like, the games like Neverwinter and ESO, where they're more of an, a combat system for people who play combat games. Yeah. So you're directing the camera around with your little like reticle type deal looking Mm -hmm. here, there and everywhere. And you can just like look in the direction of someone and slash at them. And it's great. Yeah. Um, and it feels so far like the combat in Terra is someone had described it as devil may cry combat in an MMO. Huh? Um, now in order to say whether that's accurate or not, I have to get more moves down. All I have is like my one move where I slash you slash my swords. Yeah. But if I'm able to string together combos and things like that in a fun and engaging manner, rather than just, oh, an enemy click, 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 click. Yeah. That's going to be freaking great. And I'm so ready for it. (laughs) Um, but it basically drops you in the tutorial level. You got to like collect a couple of things and then it goes, cool. You know how to pick stuff up and follow basic instructions. Good job. Go to the regular world. And then you can just do that. But it's, it's super pretty. Hmm. And the thing that got me about it is I was, I've been weeb trash this week, self, self-claimed, self-diagnosed weeb trash this week. <laughs> um, because I started rewatching Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. I, I hear all the shouts from people that are like, it's a terrible show. Like, okay. We can argue that. It's anime. We know. Okay. Yeah, right. Other anime have done that same trope better, but I feel like the pacing, it's kind of like the argument between Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I feel like Dot Hack was a better series, but Sword Art Online had better pacing. Mm. Dot Hack is like reading Tolkien, while Sword Art is like reading Gary Story. Or Gary Scary, I mean. (laughs) What a description. (laughs) But basically... Uh, yeah. 
dot hack is just so slow. But so because of that, I also downloaded a bunch of the Sakura games, mm-hmm. which I'll never be able to stream. No. Spoiler alert. The Sakura games are banned from Twitch by like they're called out by name yep. banned from Twitch. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I downloaded Sakura MMO and it reminded me of like there's been so many anime that have come out that have followed that whole MMO online gaming trend yeah. niche. And I was like, I need to find it. I want to find an MMO that can just let me experience the, the full extent of weeb trash. Like I need floating islands and grass that's far too green for its own good and water falling from places water has no right falling from and creatures that don't look like they should exist. And like, yeah, so just, Minecraft, uh, I'll get into Minecraft in a minute. Let me tell you what. So, uh, so I was doing some looking around and someone was like, yeah, just uh, Terra. So. I uh, I checked out Terra and I was like, oh, I see what you have here. Grass that is greener than it has any right to be. And floating islands. Pff, well, I'm sold. Yeah. So I'm giving it a go. I'm going to see, like I've said before about games, uh, most of what you'll get out of a game depends on who you're playing with. Right. So I'm hoping that if a bunch of other people that I know end up playing it as well on PS4, it'll be a darn good time. I really wish it was cross compatible or cross play compatible for yeah. PC to PS4 because then I wouldn't, if Annabelle wants to get into it, I wouldn't need to go out and buy another PS4, <laughs> you know, but, uh, apparently come to find out final fantasy 14 is cross play between PC and PS4, but not Xbox. Huh? And Square's like, yeah, Microsoft's basically the only reason that we're not fully cross play compatible right now. That's unusual. It, yep. So but you have to pay monthly for. 14. Yeah, it's a, like fourteen ninety nine a month for yeah. it, and I'm not getting it. I had a buddy, uh, you know, talking high def. Yeah. John, we used to uh, game together. He uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, I just started playing Final Fantasy 14. I'm like, "That's great. I I can't justify paying that much a month." Yeah. I, I I'm not gonna put the kind of hours into it to make it worth it. That's my entire TV streaming services budget. I'm yeah. not 22 anymore. I can't do that. Yeah, I was like, I mean, maybe I would like pay for a couple of months in advance uh, if I was one of the people who was on quarantine on unemployment. and I have nothing else to do with my life. Like that's him right now. Right. So like all he's got like nothing but time and game from my understanding. And like if I had that, dude, hell yeah. Yeah. I jump into I'd probably be on Terra still. But, you know, I'm going to lose myself in something or try to lose myself in something to forget the fact that I'm stuck in the house all the time. So, eh. yeah, uh, that's my experience with Terra. Monday, we played more of uh, Fear of Heights Simulator, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> what a time that was. Fought a couple of uh, handymen and we're getting pretty close. I think we're going to end up finishing the game on Monday. I was going to say, it seems like. Where are you? We are at the Comstock building, I believe. So we're like edging the end, but we're not quite like. Don't edge. All right, I got it. <laughs> it's not good for you, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, you're so, pretty you're pretty damn close to beating. I'm pretty it. sure. Someone was like, Yeah, you're like an hour, maybe two out from the ending. And I'm like, okay, we'll finish this well, next week. You're an hour, maybe two if you're a normal player. You're about two streams away for you. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, I, the well, way that I, just, I, go, I know yeah. how you go, and you yep. also stop and you talk and I do that. You explore. So you're about two or maybe one and a half streams unless you do an extra long one. I'm debating on actually shifting my screen stream schedule starting next week to start at eight instead of nine. I mean, right now it's not like you don't hours. have to drive. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking about it because like 
Yeah, I could start at eight, do a three-hour stream. And you're not as tired right now because you're not driving the hour one way. Mm -hmm. I would just be getting home right now. Yeah. But uh, so that was fun. We uh, played more Angels with Scaly Wings on Wednesday. We got... So when we first went through, we got Bryce's bad ending. We got Remy's good ending uh, on Wednesday, which was just heart-wrenching. Oh. It was one of those, you, you know, when have you ever done a pacifist run on uh, Undertale no. or seen one done? Yes. Okay. So, you know, when you get to the end of a pacifist, if you haven't played Undertale, go play Undertale and then come back to this podcast or yeah, skip pause, ahead one minute. Pause real quick. Go play a game for like 30 hours and then come back. Yeah. Skip. It, it doesn't take that long. It's like a four hour game. <laughs> <laughs> Says the one who spent three streams trying to beat Jevil. That was just actually, no, that I think that was, but that was Delta Rune. That's a different story, and it was an optional boss. Anyway, <laughs> but the way that they end optional. the game, where they're like, you go to play again, and it's like, do you really want to do that? You're gonna overwrite the perfect ending that you got. Yeah. How about just let them be happy? Uh. And you're just kind of like, uh. it was one of those like, um, like Remy survives. We got into a coma for like three weeks, medically oh. induced coma because our injuries were so severe. Jesus. But like, God, I wish that were me. Maverick died. <laughs> Bryce died. Um, the administrator died. Frickin' Reza died. One like, more time? Ev- Reza. <laughs> it's a thing on the stream. But so like. Again? Reza. It's got to be said with that accent. He's like a Transylvanian Spaniard. Reza. Reza. He, um, it's, which is funny when I'm talking in someone else's voice because it always has to be Reza. Like it was inserted. <laughs> this is, this kids is what happens when you're part of a streaming team that you do not participate in and you go, <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. That's part of the whole thing. So we had, uh, we got our good ending with Remy and like, we're ready to lead a happy future with him. The end of the world that was coming was averted while we were in our coma and everything's turning out great. We've completely disconnected with humanity and now we could stay in this beautiful world of dragons forever. Or unfortunately, or you go back through the portal back in time to do it again and try and fix it because we got to get back, back to the past. Yeah. Um, The only thing that's really keeping me going with this is that if you get all the good endings for all of the characters that you can get endings with, that unlocks the true True ending. ending. And apparently after you've unlocked the true ending, there's a more true ending? A oh. truer ending? Truer ending? A truerest ending. And is there a truest ending after that? I don't think so. Uh, the good news, as I was reading through the... I was looking at a walkthrough because I need to know, like, the basic key things we need to do so I'm not reading through the same text over and over again. And it said, once you complete a good ending with a character, that character will no longer be able to die before the end of the game. Oh. So it's basically like I'm just stitching together time. Yeah. A stitch in time will save some dragons. Interesting. So... That is now so... Remy won't die before the big fireworks shebang. That's such a fun way to do that. Shebang, shebang. on the floor. <laughs> shebang, shebang. Oh, baby, cause she move, she move. Wow. This is where we just I'm brought at. William Hung back. This is where I'm at right now, folks. This right uh, here. I did. I've been so close all week to buying every soccer game on the market because the full collection is like forty eight dollars. And there's it's many a, of them. They're $2 a piece for the games. Wow. That's a shit ton of games. Yes. There's so many I knew of there them. Were, I ridiculous. thought there were like seven. Mm, <laughs> I thought that too. 
<laughs> because personally, I really like when I can get me some smutty games really cheap, which is why I'm a huge fan of the Deep Space Waifu series. This is why he's a huge fan of smutty games. Yeah. Because they're all pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them on Steam, they have patches for. So it's like, you know what? If I'm not going to be able to stream it anyway, I'm putting the patches in. Yep. So. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I know I played some Destiny over this past weekend with Al. Went and, and uh, tried to have a date on the moon. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the clip I uploaded. No. So Morgan will remember whenever um, being a warlock, a glidey boy, I could jump in the air and glide. And sometimes I would be stupid and try and summon my scarab while I was in the air. Yeah, my, sometimes. My bike, a lot of the times. <laughs> so I'd be like mid hover, summon my vehicle and expect that I'd be able to just shoot forward out of the air, like landing a jump. They do like a backflip. Yeah, no, if I'm hitting forward, it just flips. <laughs> And I have a clip now that I'm going to have to find and link in the description so you guys can see it because it's funny as fuck of Did me on the Discord? being on the moon. I think I put it on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, sound warning. I'm very fucking loud. You always are. Um, <laughs> but I summoned it in mid. I was standing behind me. I take a jump. I summon it midair and I start flipping. And I'm like. Uh, I was in the midst of singing reasons to remember the name oh mm-hmm. is, is the one labeled tony scarab yes okay yeah that's the one i was like you know and then i just land i just land on my head and but i ended up hitting the nose of my scarab and it just started booping all over the place <laughs> and i was basically a beyblade for a little while <laughs> and i was like look at this shit i'm like the fucking tony hawk of scarabs there it goes <laughs> so what you just heard in the background i'll find the video i'll link it in the show description because it's a time i love that it, that happens for like 15 straight seconds and then it just corrects itself and it's just like we're fine everything's fine yeah it's just like no it's all good don't worry about it you know what don't even fret bro oh wow <laughs> so oh my god i'm amazing oh my god i'm incredible look at this you've never seen anything like it <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and put that in as Tony Scarab. Also, the scarabs are sparrows. It's fine. It's a scarab for me because I got the, um, I think it's a scarab skin. for. Oh, yeah. It's got like the wings and shit. It's still a sparrow. Yeah. You're a sparrow. Tweet, tweet, motherfucker. I'm a sparrow. I'm going to have to add that into the show notes now. Tony Scarab, except that it's a sparrow, though. (laughs) There we go. Now it's perfect. So, so anyway, um, played that a little bit. And then today, the reason I said I was going to bring Minecraft back up. Oh, no. I'm going to show you guys this when we're on our break because it blows my mind oh, no. every time. Um, so my cousin recently picked up a new graphics card. Oh, uh, the RTX? Uh, NVIDIA RTX 2060, 8 gig. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to play? He's like, oh, I'm thinking about playing some Minecraft. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Why? Because it looks amazing. You, you realize what the RTX card is capable of, right? And you're going to play Minecraft? So he sends me a link of Minecraft RTX on-off gameplay demonstration. It's a time. Yeah, someone in one of the other Discord servers I'm part of just got the the RTX beta patch for theirs. And I was like, damn. Yeah, it has no right to look that good. With the ray tracing and all that bullshit. I'm actually just going to share it to our personal chat for Twig 
but I'm also putting it in our description as Minecraft RTX in case you guys want to check it out for yourselves. I didn't think Minecraft could look so damn good. Without like a, a mod. Without a massive reskin. Uh, but anyway, so let me talk your ear off now because that's pretty much all I've played. Oh, that's not entirely true. I played Sky, Children of the Light. Oh, yeah. The, the game on mobile by that game company, the people who made Journey. Mm -hmm. It is apparently now on Android as well. Which is great because every time I buy a fucking iPhone, it's not capable of playing the game. Perfect. It's so good. I ran into actual other players like I do in Journey. Wow. Um, I was concerned because with, you know, with Journey, you, the way that the game functions, you start up the game, you get through the main area, and then you're in an area that if you've played before, there are portals open to other areas that you can fast travel to, essentially. So if you have something specific you need to be doing, you can go do that. Um, I was concerned that this was going to be the type of game that I have to play directly through, because if you're going to be able to play online with other players, you don't want to just, like, stop mid-game. Right. So it's got to be relatively short. I haven't looked up how long to beat, but I'm going to. Um, it's so beautiful. I never thought water could look so good on a mobile game. Okay, I'm looking at the Minecraft thing. This is insane. I have to pause this. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, your head's going to explode. The water. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if it's not even on here. Sky Children... Children of the Light. It's a five-hour game wow. on mobile. But I like that you, like, everything about it feels so journey mixed with rhyme. Mm -hmm. And it's it's beautiful. It's a visually beautiful game. The controls handle well. Like, the, even the flight controls handle well, Whoa. which is crazy to me. Especially for a mobile game. And it's so relaxing to play. Because that's that game nice. company just, that's what they do. They make games that are just really relaxing to play. Yeah. I'm very excited to get back into it, especially like it gave me a purpose to use my little like controller handle grip for my phone again, mm -hmm. because that way it keeps my f hands mostly off my screen. So I just have my thumbs in the way of like, yeah, pretty much nothing because they know your thumbs are going to be there. So they don't really like. Yeah. Plus, that's better for your actual. But also rather and than muscles and stuff. I assume you've seen the kind of games that have like two thumbsticks on them. And then it's just like these giant, massive, but transparent control center. Yeah. And you're just like, this is. Why? All it has is like two tiny little dots, one on the right, one on the left to give you a rough idea of where your thumb's going to go. Hmm. And it's very minimal and I love it. And also you get to like upgrade your cloak, scarf, whatever it is, yeah. cape. And um, I think it's a cape. And as it upgrades, <laughs> it's like, okay, you can now, instead of just jumping once, you can jump once and then jump again. Whoa. And then you gain a thing that makes it so you can fly higher and longer and... I'm like, this is so good, and it's so relaxing, and the music's incredible. One of the first things the game says when you load it up is audio is more than 50% of this game. Wow. Um, so then I'm not going to play it, because all my games I play on my phone, audio is off. Oh, God. I'm, I want to be able to just sit down, like lay down in bed sometime, and just get into it, plug headphones in, and lose myself mm -hmm. in the experience like I do with Journey. When I came across the other players today, and I'll have to share a screenshot I took with you guys, there were four of us, collectively. And the only way that I knew these were players is because when you tap on your character, it does the same thing as hitting a button in Journey where it does it like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, like the tones. And so I, I did like a weird tone and the other person did another irregular tone back at me. And I was like, that was my test to see if it was human or not. Yeah. It doesn't repeat me or does it have a pattern to it? And they didn't. And then they were walking around doing their own thing. But what was really neat is that 
when other players from the looks of it, and I haven't looked into the mechanics behind it yet, but when you, when I came across other players, there was like a little ghost of like them, I guess Hmm. not moving around just in that area. And you go up and you tap a candle button and you basically hand them a candle and give them a hug and then they become the player. So it's almost like there's, you're able to play with someone else who is here, but you have to basically act of choose to do that, Hmm. which is how I ended up with four people because the two of us were walking through a hallway and then all of a sudden there were two more and we both decided like candles and hugs for everyone. And then there were four of us and we had to go sit down and do one of those long cutscenes that gives you some insight into what the heck is going on here. I wonder what that looks like from their perspective though. Like, are they just chilling there? Wait. Maybe. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually like a mechanic for bringing people into the game. I, again, I haven't looked into the mechanics behind it, right? but it was really interesting and that's what it seemed like. So shrug. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, let me uh, finally get into games that are coming at you next week. So Friday, April 24th, you can play, uh, pick up, deliver us to the moon for PS4 and Xbox one. Naruto Shippuden. How fitting for the way that you introed us. Deliver us to the moon. Yeah. Cause you're like, we're going to go to Mars. Oh yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto for the Switch. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds for PS4 and Trials of Mana for PS4, Switch, and PC. Epic Free Games as of Thursday, April 16th. For running from the 16th to the 23rd, you can pick up Just Cause 4 and Wheels of Aurelia for your PC if you have Epic Games. And right now, all we've got listed for next week, Thursday, April 23rd through Thursday, April 30th, is For the King. But that is that probably going to be added on to. Change. Yeah, it's probably going to be added on to. Um, also, am I adding this in as a side note? Yeah, I guess. Okay, cool. As a side note, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey are now available for free on the PS4 until May 5th at 11 p.m. And if you're worried Easter. about space for Journey, it's literally two gigs. <laughs> And it's it's small. Journey is something that I feel like everyone should experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love once the quarantine's lifted to have my parents over and have one or both of them experience Journey for themselves. Yeah. Because it's such an easy game to play because there's there's, there's no, no wrong way. dying. There's no wrong way to play Journey unless yeah. you just stay in one place. Um but if you claim the game before then, you'll keep it forever for free, no PlayStation Plus required. But you will need PlayStation Plus to use online features of Journey. Yep. Which is, that's never been a requirement for the game. Although every time it happens to you, it's very fun and nice. It is. Like, remember the, the first time that you streamed it? <laughs> we were playing with some other person the whole time, which never happens. And at the end, you sent them a message, and I don't remember what it said. But they responded, and they were like, yeah, I had fun. By the way, I nicknamed you Brenda in my head. Yes, <laughs> I love that. That was, was that, so fun. Was that Monocoricus? No. No, that, that was, was the time before. That then. was the time before that, That was, yeah. like, years ago. That was, that, that was, God, that was three years ago. I think so, yeah. It was a long time ago. Um, So, there's that. All that being said... We're going to take a brief breather and let Sarah's mind explode with the Minecraft RTX, and we'll be right back at you with some video game news. This Week in Gaming is brought to you in part by the support of our patrons, AJ Baki, Eileen Hubbard, For Love of Nerd, Mark Anthony, and Robert Brady. Your contributions allow us to license Adobe Audition and continue doing what we love, working on making our streams and podcasts even better. 
from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Always remember that you are insanely, absurdly fantastic. Welcome back to Twig. I'm going to throw it on over to Morgan for posterity and news. That quote brought to you by Inspirobot, the inspirational robot. Thanks, Inspirobot. So for posterity, just like Boxy said, this is This Week in Gaming, episode number 157. We are recording this on Friday, April 17th. This will hit you on Saturday, April 16th. Or April. We're going back in time, folks. <laughs> yep. This will hit your earballs on Saturday, April 18th. Also, happy three-year birthday. Yeah. Our child yeah. is three years old as of today. Yeah, this podcast. This podcast, This Week in Gaming. That's insane. Happened to pop up on my Facebook feed and was like, holy shit, three years on the same day that we're recording? What's ch- what's the chances? I've put more effort into this podcast than I have our eight and a half year relationship. You wow. sure have. Like, I bring it every week. That's a lot. Mm. Yeah, and I just phone it in, so. Same. <laughs> phone it in, phone it in. Uh, Flapper. <laughs> And I quit. <laughs> Again! <laughs> and I quit and click. Uh, and no. it's gone. Uh, to start off our week, we're going to get up with some Switch news. Uh, a new update for the Switch now allows players to move downloaded games to an SD card. You can now move downloaded software, update data, and DLC between the internal storage and an SD card in your Switch. You can also remap all control buttons up to five stick and button configurations can be changed for each paired controller on your switch so that's pretty cool yep uh it's been greatly requested to be able to remap control at this point they're like one step away from just being allowed to install linux on my switch yeah i mean you can i remember when the ps3 did that the, the, fun fun the story. ps3 started with linux they yeah they started and the military with bought the capacity them all. the air force bought so many playstation 3 systems to run linux on because it was cheaper than buying server systems and then when sony updated the, the firmware so they could no longer run Linux. Now the Air Force just had a bunch of PS3s they couldn't do shit with. Yup. <laughs> Fucking whoops. Yeah, What a time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's that. So if you have a Switch and you have an SD card that's large enough, you can definitely throw a few of your downloaded games on there so you don't yep. have to worry about uninstalling and reinstalling and blah, 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 yes, blah, blah, blah. Somebody got mad. They were like, couldn't we already do that? Yeah. If you want to uninstall it and manually reinstall everything... Sure you can. You you always could. Yeah. Now you can just go boop. But um yeah. So speaking of Sony actually, uh some PS5 news. Sony will be making only 5 to 6 million PS5s in the first two quarters after it's released this holiday season. The cost of production for each PS5 is allegedly around $450 and sources from Sony say the price range will likely be around 499 to 549 per console. Uh, I have seen actually a significant difference in price. I've seen anywhere in the estimation of five forty nine to an estimation of three fifty, just I, because no one really knows what it is. Yeah, if I mean, if it's true that it costs four hundred and fifty dollars to make one, there's no way they're going to charge less than that. It doesn't cost that much money to make there's one. There's no way it costs that much to make one. But like, that's the only number I've been able to find that's an estimate of its production well, costs and it's like that doesn't make sense the problem the problem with estimates is they don't look at what the manufacturing price is they look at what the actual retail price is of right. each product and yeah if you look at each product that's in there it's probably 450 to 700 dollars. but there's no 
that's There's not no manufacturing way. price. Yeah. Manufacturing price is, is like 90% less. Right. So it might cost, we'll say $100 to make if you don't count in labor costs. Count in labor costs, yeah, you might have two to $300 total. Right. But, eh. I mean, at first, five to six million PlayStation 5 systems sounds like a lot. It's not. I just looked up, for the sake of it, the population of Los Angeles is 3.99 million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They sold over 7 million PS4s in the first, I think, six months after its release. But what they're trying to do is probably just stagger them, which is, I think, considering all this COVID business right now, very smart. Because well, if they if they can sell all of the ones that they make right now and two quarters later make more, they're going to make more money than if they invest it all, make 10 million and only sell three. Well, and there's there's like at least two different factors right now. There's the factor of that COVID. We don't know how long that's going to be around. So that's going to slow down production. Yep. And the second factor is they're also trying to eliminate the network from being overloaded. Oh, yeah. In the first weeks. If you only have 6 million out, that's only 6 million people on your server that's meant for 70 million people. Yep. You know, it's not going to overload like it does every holiday season. Yep. Because there's 10 million new people coming up every 10 seconds. So. Right. And it's like, to to be fair, I'm looking now at the total units sold for Sony's history. The Sony PlayStation 2 sold up more than 155 million units. The PlayStation, the original PlayStation, sold 102 million units. The PlayStation 4 has sold 108 million units, and the 3 has sold more than 87.4 million. Like, they don't have a record of selling less than that. Wow. Um, Yeah. The smallest amount they have on this list is the Sony PlayStation Vita, which sold 10 to 15 million estimated units. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Surprising. But, I mean, nobody (laughs) wanted the Vita. That's fair. Which yeah. sucks because, like, Sony, you also make phones. I would like to remind you. <laughs> yeah, and, you're Xperia. Um, yeah. Maybe incorporate that back-of-the-device touchpad onto a phone so I can scroll without putting my fingers in the way of my screen. Thanks. Because mm. I you're... keep forgetting that the P- PlayStation Vita had a touchpad on the back of the system. See, I didn't know that because I didn't have a Vita. Neither did I. I just know because Matt kept telling me. He's like, yeah, there's this game that I got. It was some lewd game. And he's like, and it incorporates the back touchpad. And I'm like, that's something. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, though, because they didn't have discs, right? It didn't have a game slot. Right, no. It was, they had had cards. Yeah. No, they they had downloads. They had the little, like, chips. Yeah. They were kind of like the Switch games. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a memory stick kind of deal. So that makes sense because there's more space in the back. They don't have to have an extra open amount of space. And you don't have to worry about skipping a disc. Yeah, like the UMDs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) PSP, PTSD. Um, More like PTSP, am I right? (laughs) I I hate you. Uh, Me too. Anywho. Three years too long. (laughs) No. Um, <laughs> anywho, moving on from there, some ESRB news. Uh, the ESR. The ESRB says that game ratings will now include loot box warnings. They are ad- they're adding a new rating designation for loot boxes, gotcha mechanics, items, or card packs, price wheels, 
treasure chests, and other randomized items. So if there is any game of chance, yeah, it's going to be rated on your ESRB game. Yeah. So it's not just microtransactions, but it's literally anything that could possibly happen that could be randomized, that you could possibly even remotely potentially purchase. There has to be a warning. And some journalist or somewhere asked the ESRB, well, what if a game comes out and then later they decide, what are they going to do about all them game cases that don't say that on the ESRB rating? And the ESRB said, well, they have to tell us when they're making the game, if they ever plan on doing that, even if they're not doing it right now. So if they choose to do that and don't tell us and then later come out with loot boxes, we're going to have problems. Yeah. Uh, I really dig the way that they're incorporating it, to be honest with you. I just looked up the ESRB.org's website to see like where in the heck they're going to put it on this whole thing. Because those of us that are used to game ratings are used to the vertical box that has like E for everyone. Yep. And then it has ESRB in black and white text at the bottom. And then your letter slightly at an angle. T, M, E, E10 plus, whatever. Yeah. Um, added to that, of course, the back of your game case, parents, listen up, has why it has that rating. For example, with teen games, you can get violence and suggestive themes. M, ra- M rating games, intense violence, blood, strong language, things like that. Yeah. Um, now there's a bar underneath that whole assembly of stuff that will say things like users interact in-game purchases and uh so let people know parents so you can't yell at the game companies anymore that uh, oh this is a game where users interact with each other it's not just my child and the 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 game yeah but yeah I, I like the aesthetic of it to be honest i was thinking to myself like how are they gonna where are they gonna put this it's just a little down off the thing it's a good design i like it <laughs> yeah that's my 10 cents. Not my 10 cent. That's Chinese game company. They don't own just game companies. No, they own a lot of stuff. They own China. Everything. They own China. Any time I was looking up something really specific for work, for my job, and it was like, and such and such, owned by Tencent. And I was like, what? Tencent holds like one of the like the biggest parts of the Chinese stock exchange. They own everything. They're like the Dow Jones of the Chinese stock it's exchange. Like Disney. They it, everything. It's insane. They bought, didn't they buy Player Unknown? Yeah, they own Fortnite and PUBG. Yeah. On top of a million other different games and airlines and Lit- phones and, and everything. It's countries. insane. I think that anybody who has that kind of time and money should just pass it along. Pass away. <laughs> it lists Wikipedia lists their product as products as search engine, social networking, instant messaging, mass media, web portals, e-commerce, web browser, antivirus software, artificial intelligence, music, payment system, film production, video games, and online services. Yeah. You can't get much broader than that. That's you literally, can't just say we own China. They could even just say e-commerce and that covers everything. <laughs> that covers 90% of Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, oh my God. They own 5%. They have 5% ownership in France's Ubisoft, yeah. which they purchased from Vivendi. 80% over grinding gear games from New Zealand. 
developers of Path of Exile, full ownership of Riot Games, developers of League of Legends. Jesus. 40% ownership over Epic Games well, and wh- Fortnite. The the reason why Riot is actually making more than League of Legends now is because of Tencent. Because they put forth more money to Riot and being like, listen, you need to like take this enterprise and grab it by the horns. Fair enough. Um, oh, I've learned some stuff today. Let's get back into yeah. news. Back into the stuff that you don't need to learn about, but we're going to tell you anyways. Uh, some Animal Crossing news. Uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium uh, in Monterey Bay, uh, California? Yep. Has been hosting Twitch tours of the Animal Crossing New Horizons Museum since the aquarium itself has been closed uh, this since this past March 12th. If you want to check out their tours, you can go to twitch.tv slash Monterey AQ slash videos to watch the streams. Yep. They also have um, at least one of them. They had a, I don't know if what kind of expert they were, but it was somebody from a Chicago museum who also, their museum is also closed, but they had a museum expert of, I don't know, fish or bugs or dinosaurs or yeah, something. Yeah, because um, the, mu- they had- the museum in Chicago has been doing tours with their penguins. Yep. They've been letting their penguins roam all around the aquarium. Yep. But I, uh, I kind of clicked on some of the streams that they have logged and it looks like they're just, there's one where it's just somebody is playing the game actively and I love that. Yeah. But I think there's also ones that are a tour of a finished museum because if you time travel, you can finish the museum and then you can like, I think that's a really cool idea to just tour the museum and be like, so this fish is obviously real. Here, let me tell you about it. Right, exactly. That's so fun. Um, also, Animal Crossing news that we don't have listed, but I did read prior to recording this. Uh, Getty Images is now offering up uh, fine art masterpieces to add to your Animal Crossing collection of artwork. So, like, <laughs> actual Van Gogh and all that stuff. <laughs> Getty Images has released some to Animal Crossing. I love that. So you can have like Van Gogh paintings and Picasso paintings in your town. I love that because you can, people have gotten really creative with the making a design feature and like people have been making art pretty much pixel for pixel within reason. And I think that's amazing. But letting somebody else do that for me. Yeah. Uh, and then one final note for the day. It's a sad note, but it's what's the last on my list. Uh, Paul Haddad, he, the voice of Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 2, passed away at age 56. He's also known for the voice of Pietro Maximoff, also known as Quicksilver, in the X-Men anime series, and as Mr. Fox in the Franklin TV series on PBS. Hey, it's Franklin. And a a handful of other animated voices. Yeah, I looked at his IMDb. I looked at his IMDb, and I didn't recognize anything outside of those. But whatever. I think it's interesting that he. Okay, so he was the first Leon S. Kennedy voice actor, right? Yeah. He was the first one in Resident Evil Two. Paul Mercier was in Resident Evil Four, and then Matthew Mercer in Resident Evil Six, and then somebody else, uh, Nick. Greek name in the Resident Evil 2 remake. So, like, he's been voiced... Leon S. Kennedy has been voiced four times, four different men, two different Pauls. Yeah. That's weird. 
<laughs> yeah, no. It's funny and weird. The weird thing is, too, is he's like the third voice actor to die this week. Yeah. They, there was another one who voiced Reno in the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, I can't remember his name. It's Japanese. He's very well known. Mm. But he died and another voice actress passed away this this week. Two of the known cases of coronavirus and yeah, Paul, Paul Haddad is not known yet yeah, why. They don't know why. If I feel like if it was COVID related, they probably would have said due to like medical complications or well, something. He, he's American. They're not going to say shit until a week later and yeah. everything's gone. Um, that's it. That is it. That's all I have. What a delight it was. Uh, I'm a little bit sad. There's like, there's nothing really exciting going on on Humble right now that I can like, hey, go play some games. Yeah. Like, honestly, all their bundles right now are books, more books. And that's great. Some but software. Sometimes you just need game. Yeah. I just, I want some game in my life is all I want. Go play Thanks. Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I, I mean, I have plenty of game to play now that I have installed Terra, but we'll see. I definitely want to pick up Final Fantasy VII, but I pre-ordered it so I could get the Shinra card. I want my Shinra card, damn it. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the description below for links to all the stuff that we talked about. If you want to fight me in Eternal, you can do that. My code is down there. You can uh, be Sarah's friend in Animal Crossing yeah. if you want to you know, force her to be in a friendship with you. Yeah. And I've got links to Tony Scarab and Minecraft's RTX demonstration. Also, we have an Amazon mystery link. It's an affiliate link. We get paid if you buy this. Um, it's a mystery. You'll have to figure it out. What is it? What could it be? If you want to buy me a coffee, I have a Ko-Fi link. If you are a fan of wearing and clothing yourself when you step out of the house, then we have a Teespring store. If you want to help sponsor us monthly and offset the cost of production, you can back us on Patreon every month with like a dollar. Yeah. One whole your one whole dollar changes lives. We're not going to send you. Maybe we should start sending people pictures they can hang on the refrigerator of us like being sad. Like <laughs> you could see the sad adult, the, <laughs> the sad adult that you're helping support. I'll go sit in Bosco's crate, close the door. Yeah, and we gotta like we gotta put a cute video out for our Patreon that's just like it's like you sitting in Bosco's crate but in the arms like, of the angel. In the yeah. arms of the angels, and it'll be good. It'll be wonderful. People will feel so moved to back us on patreon yep and it'll just be a time but on that note thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you again next week and until then happy gaming see ya this week in gaming is a production of wydg gaming radio a yeah dude company pre-production show outline and hot takes by raw zombie sarah green Edited, produced, and constantly derailed by Proxy Fox, Josh Needham. This Week in Gaming is created and moderated by Zero Threat Morgan. To learn more about WYDG, Yadude, our other podcasts, or to find us on social media, visit yadudegamers.com.